Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 31st of January, the 31st day of 2022, with a prodigious 334 days ahead of us until 2023. Today in 1924, the first ever Winter Olympics were underway in Chamonix, France. Only one women's event, ladies figure skating, was part of the program, and Herma Zabo of Austria won the gold medal in the event. Today in 1929, Leon Trotsky, one of the founders of the Russian Revolution more than a decade earlier, was expelled from Russia to Turkey. Today in 1950, U.S. President Harry Truman publicly announced support for the development of a hydrogen bomb. Today in 1971, George Harrison's My Sweet Lord hit the number one spot on the U.K. pop chart. Today in 1985, South African President offered to free Nelson Mandela if he denounced violence. Heavenward, late this evening, around midnight, we'll have February's new moon, which will be on the same side of the Earth as the sun. In other words, not visible. So other faint objects, such as star clusters and galaxies, will be visible because no moonlight will interfere. And starting today, for the next week, Mercury will appear above the east-southeastern horizon just as morning twilight begins. As January 2022 finishes its way into February, we here in Down East Maine are thankful for whatever warmth we've been mustering amid the sub-zero temperatures. Someone calling from California the other day had not ever experienced 20 below zero, and he asked me to describe it. In former decades, I replied, we had lots of sub-zero weather hereabout, but in the 21st century, the days of the deep freeze are becoming rare enough that we notice them in ways that we hadn't before. 20 below zero is impossible to ignore, I continued, because it alerts the most primal fears. That is, something that is something isn't done soon to protect oneself from that sort of cold. Really bad stuff will start happening. Another call from California this past week came from one of my cousins, whose son has risen quickly recently in the local public school system, where he began teaching a few years ago, fresh out of college, with his new certificate. Since the beginning of AY 2021-2022, he's been an assistant principal, and my cousin tells me the biggest issue her son has been dealing with is the backlash from parents who don't want their children wearing masks. The kids are all right with masking up, but not the parents. To compound one's incredulity at such information is some reporting of late from the TSA being brought to light by the CDC. As of January 21st, 2022, 19,930 infections have occurred among TSA employees, with 92% of them being among airport screeners. This represents almost 40% of the TSA airport screening workforce. The five airports with the most screeners infected are Miami, JFK, Newark, LA, and O'Hare. Part of this reporting also mentions that the rate of false negatives from at-home tests can be as high as 15%, not an insignificant margin of error. Important to remember is that many TSA officers are therefore likely to be working while infected, risking the spread of the virus to other TSA screeners and to passengers passing through checkpoints, especially at the large airports mentioned earlier because of multiple security checkpoint lanes. We are definitely 
collectively and generally, becoming slackers when it comes to physically distancing in almost every venue imaginable. Many of us are aware that being vaccinated, wearing a mask, physically distancing, isolating those who have been infected, and continuing with additional vaccinations and vigilantly engaging in all those aspects would rid us of this disease, but we certainly are not doing those things in adequate measure. Rather, what makes perfect sense is that our rate of infection from COVID equals our pursuit of activities that promote infection. In short, here on planet COVID, where the principal virant viral variant of late is Omicron, we continue to provide the virus with all the opportunities it needs to evolve. For when we look at our current 74 million cumulative cases of COVID here in the U.S. since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of about 367 million, we find that we in the U.S. have so far roughly 20% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. India is a somewhat distant second, currently having 41 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil, with 25 million cases. Fourth place this past week goes to France, owing to its significant recent spike in cases, so that its total since the beginning of the pandemic is 18.3 million. That bumps the UK down to fifth place with 16.5 million cases, Russia and Turkey are more or less tied at sixth place with approximately 11.4 million cases each. On the fatal front, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5.7 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 879,000, up at least 18,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, only an average of 2,575 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, 910 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today, in 1882, in St. Petersburg, Russia, Lyubov Fedorovna Pavlova, the wife of peasant husband-turned-soldier Matvi Pavlovich Pavlov, had a daughter, Anna Pavlova. When Matvi died two years later, Anna's mother was working in a laundry. Speculation as to Anna's real father arose, and a Jewish banker, Jakolevich Polyokov, attracted attention, as despite Anna's mother's humble employment, various luxuries became part of the picture, including summer stays at a dacha. Although Anna's mother, Lyobov, was illiterate, she liked listening to Anna read aloud her favorite fairy tales, especially the ones in which virtue was rewarded. When Anna turned eight years old, her mother took her young daughter to a performance of Tchaikovsky's ballet, Sleeping Beauty. And while Anna was watching the ballet, she decided the only thing for her to do was to become a ballerina. Soon, her talents and hard work earned her a place in the Imperial Ballet School, and thereafter she became Russia's most famous ballerina. Today is also the birthday in 1797 of Austrian composer Franz Schubert. In 1902, of American actress Tallulah Bankhead. In 1915, of French-American mystic poet Thomas Merton. In 1919, of first African-American major league player Jackie Robinson. In 1921, of American actress and comedian Carol Channing. In 1923, of American novelist Norman Mailer. In 1929, of British actress and singer Jean Simmons. In 1931, of American baseball shortstop Ernie Banks. In 1937, of American 
actress Suzanne Plachette. In 1941, of American actress Jessica Walter. In 1947, of American major league player Nolan Ryan. And of American actor Jonathan Banks. In 1959, of American actress Kelly Lynch. In 1970, of American, British American actress Minnie Driver. In 1973, of Australian model and actress Portia de Rossi. In 1981, of American singer-songwriter Justin Timberlake. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the seventh official week of winter. We're more than halfway through this tough season.